Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Bit Effect. This time, it's Bulletstorm. to shoot people in the face, possibly kick them in the balls onto a bed of spikes, is Luke. Hello. Craig. Hello. Pew, and pew. not Mike, because he's moving. And moving is infinitely more fun than Bulletstorm. So, Luke, give us the details and we will crack right into this sucker. Okay, Bulletstorm released in 2011. It's a first-person shooter. It's developed by People Can Fly and Epic Games. It's published by Electronic Arts, and it originally came out for the PlayStation 3 and the Xbox 360, before being ported to the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One in 2017. It's on the Unreal 3 engine, by the way, if you wanted to. Oh, you can tell. Mm. This is Unreal (laughs) as all hell. Um, So I take it we all played the PS4 version. Yes. Yeah. Normally around here is when we would give a little story synopsis to get us started. Problem being, there's not much of a story at all. But I will give it my darndest of shots. So, in the beginning, you start as Duke Nukem about to shoot a bottle off of somebody's head. Eventually, shit goes sour, and your ship crashes into another ship of a man that really likes to swear a lot. Puts me to shame. So you crash land on a planet, and the entire game is you making snarky comments about things that just happened on your way to go kill the man that you crash your ship into. Eventually, you will kill the man and take his ship and leave the planet with the saucy saucy Trishka, I think her name is. And Trishka and Duke Nukem live happily ever after. That was good. I like that. Mm. Thank you. Um... So you guys both played through as the normal protagonist, Grey, right? Yes. Yes, we did. Yes. Well, I did. I am speaking for Luke, even though I know not what he did. I'm just assuming. Although um, it sounds like he did, so are you watching me? Are you here right now? Hold up fingers and I'll see I'll see if I can tell you how many fingers you're holding up. You, okay. Are you holding some up? Yeah. Right. Two. N- uh, no, four. Oh, damn it. Are you guys that was the done? best bit of podcasting we've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> Audio drama at its finest. Okay, so most <laughs> things from the 360 PS3 version haven't changed other than the fact that all DLC is included and it looks a little pretty. You're kind of your standard up-res. Uh, if you pre-ordered, you can also play as Duke Nukem through the whole game, like I said, which is what I did. And it was insanely rewarding. But who gives a crap? Let's talk about the gameplay at first because this is well other than doom the 2016 version i think this might be one of my favorite shooters that's almost exactly how i feel i think it's one of those ones where it's just like stick it in shoot things be happy it's there's just mindless junk i think that's that song isn't it stick it in shoot things be happy (laughs) what the rem Um, song no not the it was bobby mcferrin Don't worry, be happy. Okay, so what sets this apart from most other shooters is you're generally spending your time trying to do trick shots. And trick shots can be anything from slide into someone's legs, pop them in the air, and then shoot them in the balls, to very elaborate setups that you have to work on. 
as in like kick two people in the air, sh- kill the first one, wait till the next one is still almost on the ground, and then kill him. So uh, there's a lot of room for mastery here. In Craig, yes, you haven't talked much. What do you have to aid you in your effort to get all the skill shots? What you have is you have many weapons, each with multiple firing modes. You have enemies that you can shoot in various places for different comedic effects, such as shooting someone in the kneecap and then kicking them in the face. Or shooting someone in the balls, leashing them, kicking them into a cactus and then leashing them again and then kicking them into someone else before blowing them up with a barrel. Um, And you have, as the cactus, the environment. So the environment is full of spiky or electronic things that are fizzing. There's a lot of cactuses, a lot of random bits of wood with nails and barbed wire and bits sticking out. Concrete with rebar is just everywhere. Yep. Absolutely everywhere. It's just, it's a brilliant environment for that kind of thing. And I think that's why it makes it so rewarding. Because as you say, it's quite easy to kick someone into the rebar. And then you get a wee bit, you have to leash someone and then kick them and then maybe shoot them. And then you think, hang on, can I shoot this guy in the balls and then kick him in the head and then electrocute him? And all of a sudden you've got like four or five, six different skill shots and they're all neatly catalogued mashing the select button or the the touchpad so you can go through your weapon types and get an idea oh I need to oh look I need to leash this guy and then kick him into electronic fly things great I'll go and do that or you need to shoot a pilot of one of the the helicopters it's just the the opportunities are endless and it's really nicely done (laughs) okay really quick Uh, if you haven't played this before the leash it's something you get probably, what, five minutes into the game? Yeah, yeah. it's the first ten minutes. And all the yeah. leash does is pretty much every enemy in the game is a manipulatable... Man- manipulatable? <laughs> Man- able to be manipulated. Man- <laughs> <laughs> As and you, you throw your leash out and it pulls them towards you. They fly towards you at regular speed until they're probably three widths in front of you and then it slows down. Now, the same thing happens when you kick somebody. You'll kick them, and they'll go backwards in slow motion. So you have time to do these kind of intricate skill shots. Yeah, they flash blue as well to kind of give you an indication of which ones can be toyed with. And you can also leash um, the objects in the environment, like the barrels, and also ammunition and enemies' weapons. So you can just leash everything. And the the enemies are... I'm, you can manipulate the enemies enough <laughs> to where you can kick them, say, north, and they'll start flying north. If you're quick enough, you can run and then kick them to the west, and then they'll go off on that trajectory. So let's say you make a kick and you've set up a skill shot, but it doesn't look like it's going to line up. You can manipulate them in the air with another kick or a leash. You're given all the tools you will ever truly need in order to fill out this list of skill shots. Now, uh, before we go any further, gentlemen, how far into the skill shots did you guys get? Um, I filled up maybe four or five of the weapons, and I've got a few left to do on other ones, but somebody wanted to borrow the game, so I had to give somebody the game. Luke, what about you? 
Oh, is that the somebody that lent you his Vita like two months ago? <laughs> <coughs> yes, yes, it is. I'll bring it in to work on Monday or Tuesday. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was a cool mechanic. The 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 list. So for anyone who hasn't played it, if you unlock the first like ten challenges on a weapon you get, you'll then be able to unlock a charge shot. So you'll be able to use like a second function of the gun. So it kind of encourages you to um to play differently and to show you all the skill shots so that that was really cool um i i toyed around with every gun and then i just kind of kept on going back to the same two which was the the flail gun and the pistol um the flail gun's great oh you're a pistol man yeah the pistol's great but um the flail gun was my favorite weapon by far it's like it's basically like a chain holding two mines and you fire it and it'll wrap around a person or an object and then you can choose when to blow it up or just leave it to time out and blow up. So you'll see somebody, if you wrap them around the head, for example, they'll try and pull it off their face. But at that point, you can run up and kick the person and kick them into another group of people and blow them up or you can wait and let others run to you. It's it's uh, it's great fun. Um, it's excellent. That part of it's a bit like bowling when you wrap someone up <laughs> yeah, an enemy totally. in a bomb and then kick it at a group. <laughs> It's essentially bowling. And I see, I preferred using the cannonball, which is actually like a bowling ball. But uh, uh, really quick, if, if you're kind of fuzzy on what we mean by, you know, the list, think like uh, Wolfenstein the New Order, how you could unlock new perks every time you, say, killed 45 people with grenades or something like that. Every time you uh, acquire a skill shot as completed, you'll get a certain amount of points. Now, this points can be used at any of these kind of drop pods. You just leash onto it, and then it opens up a store pretty much where you can you know, buy a new gun if you have it unlocked, or you can buy ammo or charges for the alternate fire, and also you know, still see your stats of like you know, how many people you shot in the head, how many people you shot in the feet, you know, things like that. So there is a point to actually doing these skill shots. Yeah, it's very arcadey. It, it kind of reminded me of Time Crisis in a little bit, like getting points for how well you you, you did your your maneuvers. Did you ever play um, Body Count for the PS3? No. I played I no. played that not that long ago. It's like a your first person shooter in a war setting, but when you shoot someone, you get points dependent on where you shoot them, and it and it tallies up your points. Um, Bullet Storm's like a an evolution of that kind of system. Uh, also, the club. The club also does that too. It's pretty oh, cool. Not, not the club. Uh, okay. Is the club not a driving game? No, that's Drive Club. It's got Drive <laughs> right, right okay. in the name. <laughs> uh, so Luke said what two guns he preferred. Craig, what were your two guns? Because you can only hold two guns and one standard gun that will be with you always think your your automatic rifle kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I was the flail gun. Did, did I just say that? You said flail glun. The flail glun. Oh my god! I was the the flail glun. I was the flail gun and the shotgun. Oh, did you like the shotgun? Yeah, I like the shotgun because it's kind of the the flail gun's a bit has a bit distractiony. You can shoot it from afar. It's got a bit of range to it. You've got your assault rifle, but then the shotgun's great for just running about and just shooting people in the chest. Works an absolute treat. Uh, personally, I, I was generally the pistol and cannonball, unless I needed to take out one of those mini bosses, and then I would switch to the flail gun. Notice how I said it correctly on the first try. I know, <laughs> but I don't know what it is about that because I can see gun. The word gun isn't an issue. Assault <laughs> gun, you know, um, automatic gun, flail gun, film gun, <laughs> film gun. 
Oh god. Anyway, yeah, that 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 was my turn. You generally get kind of uh, think Turok level variations on your usual shooters. You have you know your pistol, which is a magnum. It's incredibly strong, but slow fire rate, low clip count. And then you have you know your assault rifle. You have your sniper rifle. The penetrator is kind of like the cerebral bore, but they're generally all you know. The cannonball is a kind of just a twist on a rocket launcher. Mm-hmm. They're all just kind of standard guns, just with different skins on them. Is mm. there any that you guys thought were duds? I wasn't a big fan of the sniper rifle. It it did the really cool like sniper elite thing of slowing down and then you could guide the bullet, which is added. But I didn't like the way the enemies then could dodge. Um it like I I wanna do maximum damage with a sniper and sometimes it's just like, oh crap, I've got to I've got to shoot around a wall or whatnot. It just wasn't for me. Uh, same here. I think my issue with the sniper rifle then was if you what happens is when you aim at an enemy and it tags the enemy if you go away from that enemy and try and steal the bullet elsewhere you lose control of the bullet yeah that bit bugged me because quite often there's a barrel to the side that you could take out the entire group but you can't just aim for the barrel you need to aim for the enemy and then kind of half guess well you can you can maneuver it outside of a certain area like there's a skill shot to where you aim at one person kill another did you guys unlock the um, the charge for the sniper rifle, which was like a, an explosion that you could set off? Oh yeah, it's or... like a remote mine you're shooting at somebody. Yeah, but if you managed to hit one of the targets, you could then carry that target into another one and then blow them up from oh, that. That was, I didn't that was quite that. fun, yeah. <laughs> that made it a lot more fun. No, it is, that's that's the thing is, it's just fun. The the mechanics are fun enough that if you find, if you are going to find a weapon you like because the, the range of them, you just roll with it and the amount of different ways to kill people, just ace. Uh, the one, one gun I really didn't like was uh, the Penetrator. And it's not that it's a bad gun, it's a great gun. It's a one-hit kill almost on anything all the way up until the end of the game. It's just that skill shot list gave me so much trouble. I didn't. I didn't attempt that one. Um, no, no, no. I, I wanted. I got the trophy for the last step before all of them. So I think I did eighty-five percent of the skill shots. Oh, wow, nice one. But yeah, some of them are monsters to try to get. I, I wasn't too keen on the cannonball as well. I, I never seemed to understand how to shoot it. It seemed to just stop. Um, okay, like the I, longer you hold the button, is it'll bounce as long as you're holding the button. Uh, it explodes the second you let it go. Right. Okay. Yeah, I was just kind of not holding it long enough. The charge shot for that is incredibly powerful as well. If you shoot it into the middle of the room, it just bounces, explodes. It just continuously explodes. Oh, yeah, you can can kick it around. Yeah, oh, Oh, man. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so, again, this kind of falls in the same category for me, not as another first-person shooter. I wouldn't put this in the same category as like a Call of Duty or a Battlefield or a Call of Juarez, you know, whatever. This kind of falls into that weird offshoot category, like your Serious Sam, your painkillers kind of thing. I mean, do you guys feel like this should be held in with other standard shooters? Or is this kind of like we have a difference between arcade and simulation racing? No, I think this, this very much it sits in that category that you just mentioned. Um, things like body count, like serious sam um, rage and stuff like that this totally reminded me of that like that genre shooter that seems to be missing and it's maybe because i don't play pc games anymore but it was that you know serious sam duke Nukem sort of style um where it doesn't take itself seriously and it's more about like 
cool shit you can do rather than like how good the shooting mechanics are or like hiding behind objects to to like sneak up and flank and stuff there wasn't a lot of strategy towards it it was just gun and blood <laughs> yeah um did, have you guys played any of the the painkillers these guys worked on before no okay painkiller kind of feels like old doom where you just walk in there's a bunch of enemies kill them and then you leave the level kind of thing mm. it's not very set pc so luke you brought up a very good point there lots of lots and lots of blood this game is horrifically violent. <laughs> yeah. And if you play this game and somehow you manage to not smile, just at the violence alone, you should probably get your pulse checked. Like, this game just delights in how gory and awful it is. Yeah. And it's that, the generic story, it very much reminds me of that category of film. Look, I said it. Film. <laughs> that category of film that. You just sit down and you've been at work all week and you've got a glass of wine or a beer or something and you just want to watch some trash action, Jason Statham, Mission Impossible, something. You know, something that's just rubbish, but it's so entertaining. Yeah, just something that's entertaining and it's packed full of crap innuendo, crap jokes. It's hinged together with idiot cast and stuff it's just it's all over the top the the general the the general that likes to swear that dave mentioned is your stereotypical what you would think army general all right you maggots you gotta do 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 go do you know and it's like everything about it is just over the top and it just works however that general has an amazing vocabulary Oh yeah, I yeah. love that guy. <laughs> he he remi- he's, he's his impact is he he's as impactful in his speeches as like Cave Johnson is in Portal. It reminds me of that. Just everything that he says is just brilliant, except really way more well foul written. than Cave Johnson. Oh, way yeah. <laughs> so this is the bit where I'm gonna have to disagree with you guys. I I don't see what the hype is about this game I didn't find, there was bits of it I found funny but I just felt like it was trying too hard continuously and as I was playing it uh, until we meet the general which is like the later third of the game I just, I wasn't like, I was just like oh shut up I really, like the obvious joke is a way to oh here it comes, obvious joke, oh and here's the the cliche bit where the the woman's going to say something that's you know total, she's a, a badass or my mate's a way to jump in front of me and take a bullet. I just thought this was a poor man's Gears of War. Um, and I don't well, I don't understand I'll, I'll, what all Hold on, hold on. Let's save some yeah. of this for final thoughts. Right? No, no, no. no. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, the, my, yeah, I won't go into that bit. But do you guys not feel like this is just kind of bouncing off at every single other shooter of the time? All right. Okay. For me, as a person who just loathes Borderlands... But likes this, there is a very important distinction. Uh, to put it in the easiest terms, something like Borderlands with that sense of humor is, you know, like making the movies like Meet the Spartans and superhero movie. The ones that are trying so incredibly hard to mm-hmm. be topical and funny, and they're not. They just end up being awful. Whereas you've got stuff like this, where it looks more like the people know the genre they're making fun of so well. This is your your naked guns. Yeah. You know, your airplanes. They know the genre so well that they can make these really dumb jokes. 
these yeah, guys I... aren't looking at you going, did you get, was it funny? Was it funny? Was it funny? They just kind of shoot out that terrible line, wink at you and move on. I, I, I get that, but it just, like, I laugh throughout Borderlands. Like, that that is my style of humor. And yeah, this, it just, it's obvious, you know, there's nothing, there's nothing there. There was the occasional moment where I'm like, ah, that, that was a, a chuckle. But, you know, there was bits in Borderlands where I'd actually have to pause the game because I was laughing that hard. Um, and I just oh, didn't get Luke, any of that. Oh, we can't be friends. <laughs> <laughs> we just can't. Borderlands um, 2 was great. No, no, Borderlands 2 was just internet meme lord shit posting the game. It was awful. I'll take that over this any day. Sorry, Dave. <laughs> okay, I uh, no, no, that that's perfectly that's personal taste. Um uh and when you're playing as the as the Duke Nukem campaign, I'll elaborate a little more on this later. But the dumb action movie gets ratcheted up so much just because he's here that it plays very well into it. Mm. And so if you don't like Steve Blum yelling stupid one-liners, you might like Duke Nukem yelling stupid one-liners. But they're two very different flavors. Uh, Craig, you didn't really weigh in on this. I didn't. But I really, I'm really, i a man that really likes Bulletstorm as well. Uh, Borderlands, Jesus, they both start with me. I'm a man that really likes... I am a man that really likes Borderlands as well. Uh, I appreciate both sides of the argument here, and it's not traditional fence sitting here. It's just I'm with Luke. I I pee myself when I'm playing Borderlands. Sometimes, sometimes there's the most long, the longest, most drawn out joke. Like, in, is it the pre sequel or is it in Borderlands Two, where you've got you you're on like a half an hour quest for the Obi Wan Kenobi pun. At the end of it, where oh, she yeah, says, <laughs> "Yeah, it's it's like um, you've got to get an item from one person to the other person, and then you've got it all over the place, and then the droid plays, and it's um, oh my god, you've got my only soap." It ends with because uh, yeah. she's looking for a shampoo or something like that, and at that point, I just paused the game and I just went <laughs> exploded with a bit of laughter and a bit of confusion. And about, I was just astounded that they pulled it off. Oh, but I also Craig. see it with Bulletstorm. One one of my one of my favourite bits in Bulletstorm is towards the end where you Ishi no I think Ishi might have been kidnapped. I can't remember by that point by that plant thing. But you and the woman certainly are traversing a broken city and you're trying to do so quietly. And there's yeah, a car, and you've got to leash the car. And she says, "Right, as long as you do it quietly, and you leash the car, <laughs> which yeah. knocks over something else, which explodes something else, and before you know, it, a building's collapsing." <laughs> I was just like, "That's absolute genius!" It's so the way it pulls off these kind of jokes is really funny. But I also, I very much like the wee kind of the continuous cock jokes and him poking fun at. Um, Ishii, absolutely and utterly, I just blatantly loved it. I just, I, they both entertained me at the same level of stupidity. <laughs> but essentially. So, I, the, the reason I brought this up was, Luke, you're not a fan of this. Would you say if this type of humor, this, I would say beyond South Park level of filthy humor, if you're not a fan of that, will it turn you off from the game? I, I, I mean, the story is purposefully garbage i think they you know they they are trying to take the piss out of um gears of war as far as i can tell so 
there's not a lot to keep you there there's things about the game the shooting mechanics itself that i think we'll probably touch on later that that didn't keep me interested as well so without the jokes to kind of keep it going through i was actually starting to find them a bit irritating because it was like and here comes joke cute now and it wasn't funny you know like it was so obvious it it reminded me of deadpool in a way like i can't stand deadpool films i I just don't think they're funny um personal taste again so i was really glad when the credits rolled because the last half of the game just felt like a total chore um and it's yeah it's 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 a game i don't think needed to be ported to the playstation 4 (laughs) it's i don't understand that bit either but it looks so much better than the PS3. Oh yeah, really, PS3 was it, plagued with pop in and slow down, and uh, it, you could tell it should have been run on a PC back when it came yeah. out on the PS3. But I've checked Metacritic, and like the user reviews for that are really high, like seven to eight. So I, I'm definitely in the minority here. It's just a personal thing with this. Do we burn him now or later? <laughs> no, I, I think I, I think he's he's entitled to his opinion. <laughs> no, no, it's it's perfectly fine. Like, and and actually, I will agree with you and say the last quarter, it feels like a slog. Like once they started um, introducing enemies that you couldn't easily kill and manipulate, yeah, it started to become boring and more like every other shooter out there. But a poor version of it, because what I think Bulletstorm excels in is the trick shots and the, the funky weapons and the manipulation of people and throwing them around and you know later on in the game you get a a charge called a thumper which is attached to your leash and if you hold that down you'll throw up everybody in a radius of you up so you can pretty much juggle people around and like combine weapons to kill them while they're in the air or you can leave them all to drop and they'll land in a big bloody mess it's it's and great. take 50 points <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but as you say, as it gets harder, it gets you can't do as much of these things, and then it just becomes a shooter where the shooting isn't that great. The the, the mobs are a bit spongy sometimes. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I argue that once you finish the skill shot for a certain weapon, that weapon becomes a lot more boring to use now. Yeah, I can see yes. that. Yeah, definitely, hundred percent. So I. I don't know what they could have done to fix that. Maybe add more skill shots. Maybe add more weapons. I don't know. But there are many times where I'd be playing with, say, the uh, the cannonball. And I'm like, oh, wait. I've already done everything for this. Uh, let's not use this. Let's use the crappy sniper rifle. And then you're not having as much fun because you're using a weapon you're not a huge fan of. And God help you if you have to use your bland old assault rifle. That thing is the most boring gun in the game. Oh, yeah. Although the charge shot on it is quite fun. Um Oh, yeah, yeah, close. charge shot is a lot of fun. It just, like, melts their skin, and you just see the bone kind of crumble and fall. It's great. So, uh, Craig, did you want to weigh in on that, or do you want to move on? Uh, I'm just going to say I um, agree to a certain extent. Like, I, ha- I had a lot of fun in the last half of the game, mostly because of your time with the general. I felt like, despite the fact that he was such a horrible person, he, he was he was really, it was really funny just listening oh, to him I talk, love to the, be honest. Look at all those soldiers he killed. They were mothers and uh, fathers, yeah. and they had fun. That was <laughs> yeah. great. It, it's great. Exactly. Like, I don't find the dialogue and story of the last quarter boring. It's just <laughs> the gameplay itself. Yeah. Um, I particularly love at the very end when you've been tricked into going back onto the ship to deactivate the bomb, 
and he's like, just type in the code. What's the code? And he's like, you are a D U, and it spells out you are a dumb tit. Absolutely brilliant. But that part, the bit where you escape on the plane off the planet, because that's the whole aim of the game is you're trying to get off world. You get off world and then somehow manage to end up back on the planet. That's the point where it started to become a bit of a slog because I thought, ah, oh, that could have just. And it's a short game, but I thought it's a fun wee runabout short game. It just that added a wee bit extra to it that I don't know. It's not that it couldn't be done without it. It's just that that's the point where I thought I could have finished this by now. For me, exactly, it was a lightning storm. Once I got done with the lightning storm building, I was like, the ending should have been here. Like it felt good. like speaking of time, uh, how, estimate because I don't think this has an in-game timer. But how long did you guys spend with this? Oh, I think it was like six five, hours, uh, just yeah. five to six. Yeah, I, I did it in a day, so it had to. And then we played Dragon Ball Z afterwards, so it had to be <laughs> uh, probably yeah five to seven hours somewhere in there. Yeah, it's a very short game, and it's I don't designed think... to have multiple playthroughs. I think you know after you oh, complete yeah. it, it's like here you go, here's all the weapons you can carry them all at once rather than just having two of them, uh, which is <laughs> you cool. Can ca- you can carry every weapon with unlimited ammunition. Oh right, that's even better. Only nice. if you finish. Only if you fill the sc- skill shots. If you finish all the skill shots, that's when you get infinite ammo. Uh, Which okay. I guess is the game also acknowledging of, hey, you're probably not going to use this very much. So here, here's infinite ammo. Um, so Luke mentioned earlier that this was made in the Unreal Engine, and these guys did help on uh, Gears of War, and I think they were the only developers on was it Ascension, one of those offshoot Gears of War. So they're very familiar with Gears of War, and Gears of War bleeds in incredibly heavy in this, in the way things look, the way they, they're designed. Did that bug you guys at all? It didn't bug me, only because I Gears of War is a distinct experience from this. I just I didn't even didn't think I about meant it. The way like the, Grayson looked, or the way people looked with their giant basketball with their, shoulders. Yeah, meet, meet, meet people, meet men. Nah, didn't didn't phase me. Yeah, the the first thing I noticed is I think Grayson is pretty much an exact replica of Marcus, but with just a different haircut, slightly younger and without the scars on his face. Like he's got the same nose and everything. It's weird. Um, Better but, voice actor though. Oh no, that, the voice <laughs> acting. The voice acting. No, no. I know. I know he's deliberately will... overacting, but yeah. Look. Look, while John DiMaggio has Bender and a billion other things like Jake, Steve Blum has Wolverine, and I'm a sucker for Steve Blum. Like, I've played so many games with this guy in it, like, to the point where Kelsey will walk into the room, I'll be playing a game, he'll do a voice, and then she'll just go, hi, Steve. It's just kind of a game we play, (laughs) like, spot the Blum, because he's in everything. Going on the Unreal thing, though, it's kind of weird to, like, because I think everybody started to not get, like, overwhelmed with the amount of games made in the Unreal Engine that it's it's almost petered away a little bit. But going back to it, it just kind of gave me that, oh, this just looks like every other game that was on the Xbox 360 <laughs> and the PlayStation 3. It just, like, you know, Batman Arkham and all, everything else was built on it. Uh, it's cool to still see it, I guess, but it hasn't, maybe it's just bullet stormed, but it hasn't aged that well. The one thing I will give Bulletstorm is, unlike a lot of other games back then, this is colorful as all hell. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. 
So at least they didn't go with the military browns, which I always thought was kind of over-exaggerated. But when you do go back and look, it's like, oh, there is a lot of brown here. It's a weird huh. game because like, the, the backgrounds are like really colorful and like quite nice looking, but the foregrounds are quite clunky and uh, they don't look like they've been refined as much as they could have been. Um, like the water and the, the skyline and stuff, they it always looked really good. But like the things that you were navigating around looked really like unpolished you know what really showed its age for me was the monster eggs like when you had to smash the eggs to get through it's like oh boy yeah that looks bad (laughs) and and then when you escape she's like what did you do kill its babies and you're like "Uh, (laughs) uh, (laughs) uh, on the whole i mean um craig are you a fan of the voice cast here because it was fun to hear commander shepherd for me the whole Uh, game that was just good times yeah, very much again, it is over the top, and I think as long as you embrace that aspect of it, they do a good job. The The script itself, the, the, the lines are on point for what it's trying to do, as I keep saying, particularly with the general, but also with any hatred directed towards your comrade Ishii. It's just good old solid banter um, with a half-robotic mate. Um, very, very, very much liked it. Now, uh, I do want to touch on, like I said, the Duke stuff because um, I, I pre-ordered for Duke because I love Duke. Duke's my man. And he fits well in this game, like surprisingly well in this game. Uh, throughout the whole game, everybody still calls him Gray, right? Because they don't couldn't hire everybody back to redo the lines. But they acknowledge multiple times of you know Duke being like, stop calling me that. That's not my name kind of thing. So basically what they did was they took, it looks like they up the model from Duke Nukem Forever and they just put it as a skin over Grey and then anytime Grey would be talking, Duke spouts a line. Sometimes it works really well, sometimes it's like, huh, that didn't really fit, did it? So I would say overall it's not really worth buying the DLC, but if you happen to pick up a copy, definitely make sure you play it because it is kind of funny, especially if you like Duke Nukem. Other than that, it does absolutely nothing. Did you play the Duke Nukem stuff, Kirk? No. I the the game was it was already a second hand copy I purchased, so uh, I okay. did try the code. As you would try the code, but it had already been used. <laughs> I get lucky every once in a while doing that. So like we said, the story, there's not much here. Is there anything no. anybody wanted to actually comment on the story? Um, not not particularly. It's, it's, the story is there to give you a reason to wind up on a planet wanting to kill a man that is some distance away on the same planet. Um, it puts you in that scenario and then it just it leaves you to it. I, yeah, there's, there's not a lot... It's not great, I mean, is it? Really, the story itself isn't. No, they try for a little bit of pathos for like you know Ishi jumping in front of the bullets and stuff like that. But in the end, it's like okay, so that must be a setup for a joke. What's the joke? You know, it's it, it's you don't take it very seriously at all. And one thing I will compliment on the story is not a lot of it is done in cutscenes. Like most of it is done in dialogue banter, so yeah. you can be killing things while it's happening. Mm-hmm. The, the the one bit I did kind of find interesting was I don't know if you were supposed to find it interesting or not, but it was Ishi's kind of constant struggle against the AI that was trying to make him into a robotic killing machine. 
that was kind of interesting because you know why not but overall i would have liked more it more I... if it actually like oh god uh, okay uh, the more i played the story the more i wanted to go back and replay gears of war <laughs> um <laughs> it's just such a Wait. such a blatant rip off of it like is it like the bromance between um marcus and the, i can't remember the guy is grayson ishi dom yeah dom, it. um but gears of war had that thing where like right the gears of war story was never the best thing about that game and it you know by the third one i was invested but the first one you know is a load of ro- nonsense but it managed to build like suspense and maybe even a little bit of concern when a character mm-hmm. went missing or like oh no they're not gonna kill dom no they can't kill dom you know this game it just it it seemed to be trying to make you want to do that i i couldn't understand what it was trying to do was it yeah was it part of the now, joke was it not part of the joke was that's it- what i think it was i think it was making fun of the people that got into things like gears of war because of how stupid it is like i <laughs> yeah, okay. the way you feel about bullet storm is the way i feel at gears of war when anybody genuinely comes up and says you know i really like the story of gears of war i find it very hard not to point and laugh like it is the worst thing ever and i don't think they're ripping on it or they're not ripping from it they're ripping on it yeah okay but i don't i i agree in a sense it's just after a few games you're like okay yeah i can you know i'm 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 here to chainsaw things but there's this story that is almost a little bit interesting yeah i get this this is like again, it was trying Luke, too hard. we can't be friends <laughs> I, I can't get this I can get the connection I can like literally get the connection between Bulletstorm and Gears of War like it's so similar but at the core of it I always play Gears of War I quite like Gears of War as well but I like the shooting and the cover mechanics in Gears of War the characters feel weighty everything feels more kind of purposeful and you've got you can't run and gun in it You at points you've got to be strategic in what you're doing whereas I just think Bulletstorm's a completely different thing. It might share the same traits when it comes to story and character and, you know, the, the thought behind it, but the game itself, I I can't take it this similar. I can't get it. I don't get it. I didn't play this and think, oh, I want to play Gears of War. That's what I'm trying to oh, say. Oh, now see, the, fir- uh, the first thing, I mean, as soon as you boot it up, it's like, oh, I haven't played Gears of War in a while. It's it just screams Gears, but that may just be screaming Unreal, and that's what my brain goes to as soon as I think Unreal. I was trying to figure out why it was, like, why I wanted to play Gears of War, and I think it's because I had more fun playing Gears of War than I did Bulletstorm. Like, after the trick shot thing kind of ran its steam, and I was coming against harder enemies that were harder to manipulate, Um, it's basically just long corridors where you can't really hide you there's not weapon pickups there's there's not a lot you can do to manipulate the world itself like you know gears of war requires a little bit of strategy and it can be difficult this game i didn't find it difficult at all i played on normal maybe i was playing on too low a difficulty um just the whole time maybe the last half of the game I'm, i'm thinking i'd rather be playing gears of war i'd rather be chainsawing people to bits and you know sneaking up behind things and flanking and and just about everything in this game is gears of war for me like the accents the 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 story is a blatant rip off the looks the only thing that is different is the trick shots now 
I'll agree with you on Gears of War. Like, I, I like Gears of War gameplay. Gameplay Gears of War is fun. I don't see a lot other than aesthetics that reminds me of Gears. But I'm also not, like, intimately familiar with Gears. I played 1 and 2 and then went, whatevs, you know? Yeah. I think I think the speed of this game, because this game is very fast. It's not serious Sam level fast, but it's pretty fast for a shooter. I think that alone is almost enough to separate it in my brain. So where yeah. I, you know, I just categorize things. I can get that. <laughs> um, anything else? Boy, good thing we didn't try to stretch this into two parts. <laughs> um, yeah. So my history with the the series, the game, as. Uh... <laughs> I thought about it, but then I'm like, well, you guys have probably never played anything else by People Can Fly. No, I... Do you know what? Do you know what disappoints me slightly? Is the game is set up perfectly for a sequel. And a, it is! <laughs> by the cliffhanger ending, maybe. <laughs> yeah. It's the, the most cliffhangeriest of endings. Um... But there ain't, I don't know if there's ever going to be one on the horizon, which is disappointing because I could I could do another another six or seven hours in a different environment with a different crap story with the same shooting mechanics. Maybe do some different now, weapons Craig, or something. Yes. Now you know how I feel when you play a game, you like it, you're like, oh, this is great. Oh, good. It has a sequel hook. There will be another one. Mm-hmm. And then nothing ever happens. It's about... Yeah, that's what they did with Splatterhouse. Except Namco fired the whole team, so it's like, well, that's really never going to happen. So yeah, I I really think I don't care what your design document says. Don't make a cliffhanger unless you're working on the second. Please don't. I mean, it's easy enough to ignore here. It's not like you were in it for the story anyway. But a sequel, just because, like you said, for more mechanics, would be fun. That's that's about it. So we've covered the story, guys. Covered the story. We've covered the mechanics, the voice acting, the look of it, the feel of it, what it's like, what it's not like, why we like it, why we don't like it. Is that an episode? Is that what constitutes a podcast? I believe it just does. Go home. Well done, guys. Good day out. <laughs> okay, so so uh, as our usual kind of uh, style is we'll you know break up a game into part one and part two. As you can very easily tell, it's very hard to make a two-parter out of Bulletstorm. Like, you can do a Let's Play almost in enough time as you would a podcast about it. Mm. So we're not going to be doing a two-parter on this one, so I'm sorry if you had the story spoiled for you, but uh, hopefully we can get through this together. So, mm. Craig... Oh, final thoughts on Bulletstorm. My final thoughts. Sorry, I just looked at my notes because I made some notes, such as the um, you know the bridge with the building collapsing. Good moments. One of my favourite moments in the whole game, and, and one that really kind of sells it as it's just a fantastic wee thing to play through. Is you're in some underground sewers, and there's things covered in slime that are just like beastly enemy types. They explode. They they they're not nice people. And then you're trapped in a section, a big circular section where this big pool of acid in the middle and this gigantic boss starts 
banging at the door and he busts through the door <laughs> trips up at the top of the stairs and <laughs> falls into the vat of acid while you and your colleague are just sitting on looking on and I was gearing up for this fantastic boss battle I thought this is going to be so much fun but I was absolutely pleasantly surprised to see this thing just kill itself by tripping down the stairs <laughs> it was brilliant and it's those moments that really sell this to me as one of the best FPS is out there it's just it's legendary when it comes to something that you just want to sit down and blast through the skill shots uh, give you enough to focus on for a few playthroughs even just just to kind of burn through them some of them are tremendously difficult to get um, but not impossible obviously not impossible that is my final thought <laughs> anyone else I uh I didn't enjoy my time with this game. I'm really sorry. There was some funny funny moments in it, but I think it tried too hard. Uh, obviously not for me. I wouldn't take my what I've said on it as a, a turn-off. If you're into games like Duke Nukem, Serious Sam, give it a try. If you're not, and you've not played one, give it a try. You might like it. There is some fun to be had with it. Um, unfortunately, it just didn't do enough for me. Um, and thank you for a shot, Craig, I think. No bother. <laughs> to quote the great General Serrano, I was violently fiddling with my balls at the anticipation of playing this game again. <laughs> I absolutely love this game. Like, this this was a, a highlight of my PS3 collection, and I'm kind of glad it got remastered. I think now that you have games like Doom 2016 and Wolfenstein New Order 1 and 2... I don't think it's as special anymore. Like, the trick shots will always give this a place in history, right? Of like, oh, hey, it's that game with the trick shots. Everything else it does other than trick shots, I think, has been done better by this point. So the only reason I would say to go back and play it, and I do think you should play it, especially if you like shooters and very fast-paced shooters, is to see what the PS4 remaster looks like and maybe, you know, get your Duke on a little. But... Somebody who's a fan of, say, Call of Duties or, you know, Battlefield, things like that, those more um, standard shooters, it's going to take some getting used to to get into it. But I think even if you play half the game, you'll see what this game has to offer. And by then, you'll know should you finish it or not. And either way, it's only like six hours. So, yeah, I think everybody should go play this. Not making my game of the year, though, I don't think. So, Craig, I was going to do the announcement, but since you're the man that did all of the work, why don't you announce what's new? Uh. The website. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, um, I haven't thought, I haven't pre-prepared an ad advertisement or anything for this. Should, should I have? Yes. We have moved our base of operations from SoundCloud, rest its soul, it's rubbish, to <laughs> www.thebiteffect.com for all of your bit effect needs. An entire back catalogue of everything we've ever recorded, neatly categorised into retro rewinds, operation sequels. If you want it, we've got it. No, I can't say that because we probably, we probably don't. More importantly, we, also, we are working on a kind of your thoughts on the next game coming out kind of form so you if you know you want to say something about bullet storm you know the previous episode will say hey we're doing bullet storm next and you could write a little blurb about what you like about bullet storm or what you don't like about it and if it's not really stupid we'll read it on the air 
And we also have a suggest a game form if you want to suggest a retro rewind game, if you want to suggest a regular bit effect, if it's long enough two parter. Uh, one thing I will say is we've had enough RPGs for a little bit, so <laughs> lay off the RPGs a little bit, please. Other than that, yes, yeah, suggest away. So the usual spiel of Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, MySpace, Angel Fire, GeoCities, whatever you like to do, you can get a hold of us on. And thank you very much for listening. If the form is up, the next big bit effect episode will be DuckTales because this can't be a two-parter. So if you have any thoughts on DuckTales for the NES or the PS3 remaster, also on Wii U and everything else at the time, then go ahead and send your thoughts in. And for the bit effect, this is Dave signing out, sir. Gentlemen, say goodnight. Gentlemen, goodnight. Good <laughs> no, I said gentlemen, say goodnight. I know, I know. All you had to say was goodnight, Craig. Craig.